Hey, y'all, I am back. Welcome to the By His Grace podcast. I am your host, Misty Phillip. If you are listening for the first time, welcome. But if you're a regular listener, I just want to say welcome back. I am so grateful for each of you. I just returned from the Spark Media Conference and took a few weeks off. We hosted the Spark Media Conference at the 2021 National Religious Broadcast Convention. It was in incredible experience, filled with inspiration, fellowship, and connection. In addition to hosting the Spark Conference and the Spark Media Award Ceremony, I had the opportunity to be interviewed by some amazing folks and also to interview some amazing guests. So, For the next few weeks, I want to take a break from our programming plan to share some of these incredible interviews with you. Today, I'd like to welcome Sam Sorbo to the By His Grace podcast. This woman does not mince her words, and she is very passionate about raising the next generation for Christ and for self-educating. When I talked to her, I said, hey, Sam, I was a homeschool mom too. And she said, I want to get rid of the term homeschool mom, because really what we're doing is as home educators, we are teaching and training our children to be self-educated. And I fully agree with her. One of the philosophies that I had in my homeschool was teach my kids to read really well, give them a love for learning, and then they can teach themselves anything that they want it to learn. So, If you don't know who Sam is, she is the wife to Kevin Sorbo. You may recognize that name, but Sam is an incredible woman. Not only is she a wife and a mom, she walked away from her acting career to take care of her husband, and she is now a multi-published author with a new book out called Words for Warriors, and this woman is a warrior. Listen in to my conversation with Sam. Welcome to the By His Grace podcast live from the NRB Media Convention 2021. I am so excited about my guest today. Her name is Sam Sorbo. And if you don't know who she is, you absolutely do need to know her. You may know her husband, Kevin Sorbo, who has been featured in many films. Sam is a wife and a mom. She herself is an actress too. I believe she met Kevin when they were doing Hercules and she is an author and she has an amazing new book and we're going to get to that in just a little bit. But Sam, I just want to welcome you to By His Grace. Misty, thank you so much. It's great to be here. Yeah, I am so excited to be with you today. So I want you to tell a little bit of your story. Just start at the beginning and and <laughs> and, and how you got to where you are now. I was born now. at a very young age. <laughs> Uh, so, so really, my story 
it's not that interesting, but I did meet Kevin on the set of Hercules where I played a princess. So I suppose that's the most fun part of all met that. Your and then Prince Charming. Met my Prince Charming. It was love at first sight. If you want to read that story, it's in his book, True Strength. And I think I I think I covered some of it in True Faith, the book that we wrote together that was the follow up to True Strength. Kevin suffered three strokes right before we were supposed to get married. And that pushed me into a binary choice of, was I going to choose my marriage or my career? And so I walked away from my career and chose the man I love. And I'm ever grateful for having been forced into that binary choice. I think that in our culture today, we delude young women into thinking that they can have it all. And you can't have it all. Everything is a compromise. It simply is. And so you need to recognize that and figure out what you want out of life. And um, unfortunately, we've deluded these these uh, young people into thinking that they should put off life in order for in order to gain wealth. And so we say, wait to have children until you are financially prepared or you're just ready. And you're never ready. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> as as a, as a as a fellow mom, you know, you're never quite ready. And uh, you really should just meet the challenges of the world head on. And so that's that's part of the. That I, I suppose that's just an ancillary message. I'm not sure why I'm sharing it with you, but I just felt felt led to do that. Well, it's probably because I made a similar choice. I was yeah. working. I had an amazing career working for Enron, and it wasn't my husband. It was my son who started having grand mal seizures, and his brain swelled. And I knew at that point it, that it was work or it was taking care of my family, and I knew my place was at Fascinating. home. Fascinating. So it, really a very similar choice. It's are you going to sacrifice? What are you willing to sacrifice? Yeah in order for the the good that you know you you need right Absolutely. and the good that you needed was you needed your son you needed to minister to him you needed to be there and i'm sure you're grateful for that choice because then you discovered home education you discovered the joy of just being the 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 mom in leadership of the children which is really an, an, a tremendous calling and I think that parents today don't understand what they're sacrificing when they send their children off to government schools um, or school in general, because at this point, my, my homeschool message has morphed into really take your children out of school at, at any cost, because if you do nothing with them, they will be better off than if they attend a government school because of all of the misinformation and uneducation that's happening in our government schools. And indoctrination. Yeah, and I, you know, I, I don't say indoctrination anymore because it's like so done that it's almost meaningless to people. It's, yeah, 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 I've heard about the indoctrination. No, 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 you, you don't know. You don't know. And frankly, the, the one thing that we learn in school is what do you do before you ask a question? You raise your hand, right? Everybody knows that. In fact, when I ask audiences, like, what do you do? They actually raise their hands, like they're putting their hands up. And I say, so, so you know that you have to do something before you're allowed to ask a question. What does that teach you? It teaches you not to question. Okay. It teaches you not to question. That is the opposite of education. Education is the pursuit of truth, beauty, and goodness. It's the pursuit of the ability to, to discern truth, beauty, and goodness. Our education system is, is actually actively teaching children. There is no truth, nothing beauty, and no goodness. 
because you're not allowed to discern those things. That's called discrimination and you shouldn't discriminate. So it is actually the opposite of education. They are de-educating children, uneducating children, anti-education. And so in the education establishment, you are taught not to learn. That's right. When I first started homeschooling my boys, we had two rules. We just wanted to teach them to read and to read well, because if we taught them to read, they would be able to teach themselves anything. And we wanted to give them a love for learning because you're right in the classroom that is stifled. There are taught to the lowest common denominator. I think kids on either side, whether very brilliant, they're just given more work, but they're not challenged. They're not able to ask questions, which is so important. That's how we learn. You're curious? Sit down and shut up. Yeah. You want to know something? Shh, the teacher's talking. By the way, so here's the other paradigm. A teacher teaches you everything you need to know. Therefore, you don't need to know anything else. And whatever the teacher tells you is what you're supposed to not question and regurgitate on the exam. And so uh, businesses now are actively seeking homeschooled kids and kids who didn't go to college because they want They need, we need children or young people to be problem solvers. And we're not turning out problem solvers from our quote unquote education institutions. And so, you know, my message is get your, get your kids out of the schools because the schools are where they learn not to learn anymore, where they learn not to think. It's scary. I mean, it is really like it's diabolical now that that I've really sort of wrapped my head around it. And I, it's like peeling an onion. It's like discover one layer and then I go, oh my gosh. And then that layer leads to another discovery. And I'm like, whoa. And so I'm doing a, I'm doing a show for Epic Times, uh, for Epic TV, which is related to Epoch Times, E-P-O-C-H. I'm very excited about that. So I'm delving into basically how to homeschool. Yeah. And I'm rebranding homeschool. So, because it's neither home nor is it school. It's the opposite of school. So we're going to call it self-teaching because that's what it is. And you are the self-teacher, which is, you know, the mom is the, is basically the self-teacher, which basically removes you as the role of teacher because you don't want a teacher. You might want a tutor, somebody who's there to guide your child, you, or perhaps you hire somebody, right? But why do we have Kumon, Mathnasium, all of these math tutoring centers popping up everywhere? Because the schools are not doing it. Yeah. And yet we're just sort of going along and saying, oh, well, I guess that's just how it is because you and I are fully indoctrinated in the system. And so we believe in school because that's how we were raised. And, and I'm trying to sound the alarm bells and, and notify people. That's not the way it should be. And just because you did it doesn't make it right. Because look at you. You feel incapable of, of actually teaching a third grader. Like you're the parent and you're going, well, I can't do it. And you came out of that system. So you're going to send your child back into that system that turned out the likes of you. So I just want to, you know, put parents on notice. You are more than capable. You're more than conquerors, right? Thou shalt not have a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. God gave you your children. They are gifts from God. Don't give gifts from God to someone else to open for you. That's right. Take it on, embrace it, pray to God about it, and and just say, God, give me the wisdom, the strength, and the ability 
to guide my child, not become the teacher, but to guide my child in his or her natural curiosity to find his innate ability that you've endowed in him to become the best that you chose for him and the path that you see for him because God's wisdom is more than my wisdom. That's right. Yeah. And, and he has created each of our children so uniquely. And I love that you said that they're gifts. They are, they are our treasure. And so why would we just send them off? My husband was very adamant, even in in our homeschooling. Um, we didn't even send our kids off to their own, like we kept them close to us in church because, because he was like, I don't work all week because I was home with them. So I got to right. be with them. Right. But he's like, I don't work all week to then send them off to somebody else. That's right. Like, I want to teach them about Jesus. Yay! Yeah. Oh, that's a man. Yeah. You got yourself a man. I do have myself a so man. So here's the thing. Why do we have church Sunday school? And nothing against ministry people, children's ministry people. I'm I, I'm just saying it's it's a false paradigm. It's, it's an incorrect paradigm. When the church was founded, Jesus didn't say... Go have the children sent away. Right. He said, come all the little children. That's right. We, we are discipling our children, right? So the, so the churches said, hey, all the kids, they're going to public school. The parents are not learning how to parent anymore. So the parents aren't disciplining the kids. And now the kids are rowdy in church. Let's just mimic what the, what the secular school system did. Let's just put the kids into some kind of churchy school. And they throw on veggie tales. And I heard a woman speak. She's been like 35 years in, in the children's ministry. She said, never once in 35 years did a parent ask her what they taught. Wow. So, so the, what the school did was it really effectively separated the parent from the child and separated the parent out from what the child was learning in, in, by and large. And so the parent basically takes a breather and says, well, I don't even need to parent anymore because the school's going to take care of it. It's such a wicked, wicked paradigm. And we have to redeem this. We have to, we have to grab back and, and take it back. And so I really encourage parents, bring your children into church with you. I don't care how old they are. If they're a baby and they start to cry, then you discreetly leave. You can sit in the back and you can discreetly leave. And if a pastor gets upset about that, he's the wrong pastor. I'm sorry, pastors, but you're on notice too because you need to stand up. You serve God, not government. So the kids need to be in church. They need to understand that the pastoral message is the message, that, that that's an important message. And when they're young, you give them some, some work to do, some, some drawing or whatever. And trust me, Okay, the first time, maybe it won't go that well. The second time, it might be a little bit dicey. But by the third time, the child realizes, oh, so I'm, I'm really only sitting here for that hour. And if I can just keep quiet, then after church, I get a donut or mom will, you know, we, we get to go to the park or whatever. And you incentivize the child to behave because you need to learn how to parent, parents, That's right? right? That's right. And you just get her done. And then the children have a connection to church and they understand, oh my gosh, mommy's crying right now. This must be a really good message. I wonder what's happening. Let me pay a little closer attention or, or what have you. Oh, they're laughing now. Oh, that must've been funny. The pastor must've said something funny and I wasn't paying attention. And maybe next time I should pay more attention because maybe it's a bit more entertaining than I ever thought it was. And then it opens up for dialogue with our That's children. Right. What did you learn in church today? What did you think of the sermon? Yeah. And another thing that, that you touched on in the old Testament and the Shema or Shema, 
Shema, as I'm not Hebrew, so Shema, I don't know how yeah. to say it. But, you know, <laughs> they taught their children all along the way. So when they got up, when they were rising up, when they, let, you know, all along the way. And that's how we should be teaching our children is all along the way. So you know how you, you said that the schools indoctrinate? They indoctrinate because they have the children eight hours a day, five days a week, okay? We should be indoctrinating. We should be indoctrinating our children in the Word of God. And they should have that word eight hours a day, five days a week. Nay, more, right? But, That's right. But let's at, least, let's at least compete, right? That's right. Let's at least bring our best and compete on that, on that playing field. And so you don't send your kids away during church because you want them, because you're the leader. You want them to see you and how you behave in church. And if you don't behave in church then you need to buck up. When you're a parent, you owe it to your kids. That's right. That's right. Okay, well, now we're going to switch direction. <laughs> we could talk about this yeah, all... Other than that, I have no opinion on all this All day long. Okay, but I want to get to... You just wrote a new book about words yes. and why words matter. So I'm going to tell you, it's words for warriors. This girl is a warrior, is she not? So fight back against crazy socialists and the toxic liberal left. So so you're not holding any punches there. So tell me how you really feel. Seriously. So in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And there's a reason that the Bible says it was the word. The Bible doesn't choose words just blindly. Okay. In the beginning was the word because in the beginning, God spoke. He spoke, let there be light and boom, there was everything. Okay. The words have power. And what I'm pointing out is that people who hate God, the left, the commies, the socialists, the liberals, the toxic liberals, the, the, what I call the fascist liberals or the liberal fascists, they hate God and therefore they hate the word. And that's why they are taking our language and they are perverting it. They're changing meanings. So fascist, fascist means, fascism is a left-wing ideology, but if you look it up on Google, it says that it's a right-wing ideology. It has nothing, there, there is no right-wing ideology that preaches violence. There is none. And just because you say that it's right-wing makes you wrong, doesn't make the right-wing wrong. But that's what they're trying to do so that they can argue that, oh, there's violence on both ends of the spectrum. There isn't. There's only left-wing violence because their tactics are bullying and violence. And they love violence. If you, if you, Look at the riots that happened and the looting that happened over the summer. The vast destruction was not denounced by the left at all. or the Democrats, yeah. right? But, oh, some little kerfuffle that happened at the Capitol building on January 6th. All of a sudden, that was the worst day in the history of the United States. Worst day ever. Insurrection! And, right? Which is absurd. But that's just that, that one little sort of soundbite that they needed, that they concocted in order to say, well, there's violence on both ends of the spectrum. And if you go to my YouTube page and you watch any of my podcasts, there's a podcast up and I actually shortened it down to really point to it of a guy that came on the show and he said, well, we need the left and right to work together. And I'm like, sure, but uh, I don't think that the left wants to work together. I think the left wants to kill people and the right wants to save people. Yeah. And um, he said, well, there's violence on both ends of the spectrum. And I said, no, there's not. And he gave me January 6th. And I said, mm -mm, that's been debunked. Give me another example. And of course he couldn't because there isn't one. Somebody wrote in and said, well, what about the KKK? Sure, we could say the KKK. They were Democrats. They went after Republicans. They actually hung about a third as many white Republicans as they did black people who were Republicans. 
So we gotta we gotta know our history. And this is exactly what I was gonna say. They don't teach history in school anymore, and I want people to start brushing up on their history. But first, I want them to go get words for warriors because they need to brush up on their words and understand that the left is very busy. The anti-God crowd is very busy trying to pervert our language so that it becomes meaningless because our language has power because language is spirit. Language, our language is our thoughts. Our thoughts are our prosperity. And the left always seeks to destroy prosperity because prosperity is God's. That's what God has created. And by the way, God created freedom. God is the author of freedom. The left doesn't believe in freedom. They're anti-freedom. God created capitalism. The left hates capitalism because capitalism is wealth creation among individual free people. And the left hates that. And and the last thing I'll say is they teach evolution in school, okay? Evolution doesn't believe in equality. Evolution hates equality. Evolution believes in survival of the fittest. So evolution preaches death. And that's why Christians have to take their kids out of that system. Wow. Well said. Well said. We could talk forever, my friend. Okay, y'all go find Sam on YouTube and wherever she is. Well, samsorbo.com is the best place to go right now. But I also want to encourage people to go to sorbos.org because that's the new website. We're migrating everything over there. All the films that uh, Kevin and I do, all of that work is at sorbos.org. Yes, we are a 501c3, so we're in a fundraising phase right now to bring our latest film out into theaters. It's called Miracle in East Texas. You can go there and watch the trailer. And uh, we're hoping to get it out this fall. It was waylaid by COVID. It's done. It's in the can. We just need to raise enough money to 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 spend on advertising so that we can let people know that it's in theaters. And uh, I hope you'll have me back. I would love to. When I'm promoting the film, um, because then I can talk more at length about it. But yeah, Epic TV, Liftable. I'm on Liftable. If you go to Liftable slash Sam, Liftable.com slash Sam Sorbo, I think you can sign up there. Liftable TV is doing basically safe content for Christians yeah. to watch. And uh, it's, they're doing an amazing thing. They're here at the NRB also. Yeah. Now, didn't you also just start some kind of community where people can interact with you? Did I see that on yes. your social media? Sorbos.locals.com. Yeah. That's actually been a lot of fun. And it's interesting. I think that was where the, the message was like, well, what about the KKK? Like, wouldn't you consider them right wing? No, that's the lie that the left does. So the left loves to do violence and then blame, blame the other guy. It's literally, that's what they do. It's all deception. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, it's fun. This has been amazing. It's my we job could, worthwhile. That's right. We could talk forever, <laughs> Sam. I so appreciate you. You're awesome. I appreciate the work that you're doing to educate parents and to stand up for our God-given rights and to proclaim Jesus. So I'm excited to set people free yes. from the enslavement of the public school system. Yeah. Well done. Well done, <laughs> my good and faithful servant. Thank you so much. Thanks. Thank you for joining me today on By His Grace. I hope you've enjoyed listening and are encouraged by our guest today. I would love for you to visit my blog, mistyphilip.com, for more encouragement. You can find me on social media as Misty Philip, and I would love to connect with you there. 